What's up, everybody? I'm Dr. Peter Bolden. And I'm Dr. Craig Spodek, and you're listening to the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. Simply the best podcast in dentistry designed to help you maximize your practice and your life through four pillars of success. Leadership, team culture, marketing, and financial freedom, and everything in between. Now, let's get to it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. Uh, I'm here today with, of course, the co-host, Dr. Bolden, but we're really excited. Oh. We're really excited (laughs) about having Dr. Dustin Cohen. Hello. It is good to have you here. Thank you for having me. At the Beverly Hills. Wait. The practice practice Beverly Hills. The practice Beverly Hills. I'm excited to unpack Dustin's journey. Yeah. So just to give the listeners a little bit of a background in case you don't know who our man is, um, he's a dentist out in Beverly Hills. He's got 22,000 followers. After this, maybe 23. You never know. Uh, uh, hopefully. Oh, wait, wait. Yeah. Hopefully. We'll push it over the edge. Okay. Well, well Dustin, get back to us. Let's All see right, if this I'll, pushes I'll it over the edge. I'll keep you posted. Because Craig has almost 1,000 that he can No, I have, a, I have 120. Now. Okay. I have 120. <laughs> uh, outside of my family, though, it's only 13. Because <laughs> my Aunt Sylvia, she's really into well. what I'm doing. Uh, but really good to have you, man. Thank um, you. We, we wound up talking to Dustin a little bit, and we're like, hey, would you be down at um, – do a podcast with us and he generously said yes and we're actually coming to you live from the dental influencers alliance conference here in los angeles california it's the first one great energy going on and um yeah so dustin let's talk about your journey all right what do you what do you want to know we want to know everything um i grew up in palm beach garden florida i was a dental assistant oh, uh, no way. i mean a, a, like a, an orthodontic assistant from 15 years old. Oh, no way. I wanted to be a dentist since I was eight. Any dentists in your family? No. No. I just went to the orthodontist. I don't know if you know Dr. Dennis Tartakow. He's older. Yeah, yeah. So Tartakow is my guy, and he was the guy in the area. Yeah. You know, he had super nice office for the time, driving fancy cars. So you're like, yo, I could do this. Lots of women around him all day long just helping him out. He did. He did. Did he really? I didn't know that. He did have a – Of course. No, everybody. Yeah, for real. Orthodontist. I wanted to be an orthodontist. But – so then I started working for him when I was like 15. I worked all throughout high school, um, and then uh, then when I got into dental school, I realized I didn't want to be an orthodontist Why? anymore. What happened? It was more of the the theory of the orthodontics. It was more complicated. They made you, you bend do that this. fucking wire and put on the glass yeah, yeah. lab. You do like, this. I'm out. Looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Good. They have a good lifestyle, and like, right. but I just didn't really like all the weird. Um, different theories so yeah. i kind of just I like think they do that on purpose by the way just to like lead <laughs> you out because they're like this maybe w- yeah. it was the first class i was like oh yep not gonna be an orthodontist yeah. i'll all right let's Did just they make go. you bend your name like in wire uh, not that i remember at tufts we had to bend our name i felt bad for like you know my bu- my boy sundeep you know but like, <laughs> like literally bend your name and lay it flat on a glass no. slab no i don't think like we somehow have that. that's going to predict your ability to uh, make an aesthetic designed uh, orthodontic case the metaphor for dental school just kidding yeah. So, so tell me, so, so you're in dental school now, you're like, I'm not going to be an orthodontist. And then what had you um, passionate in dental school? What were you fired up about? Uh, <laughs> not so much. <laughs> oh, I okay. really did not like dental school at all. <laughs> yeah, Good. Um, Good. I didn't like dental school. I had two, I went to two master's programs before in business school. Oh, that's right. Business school was like, was like the, you're like, oh, wow, there's yeah. so much. That's how business is run. Oh, my God, I never realized that kind of stuff. So, wait, wait. If you knew you wanted to be a dentist at eight, why business? Did you always was, know that it would be it, serve you? I had a hard time getting into dental school. Ah. It was just so competitive at the time when I was what going. What year were you applying? Um, 2000, I graduated from dental uh, 
university from uh, Uni University of Florida at 2005. Okay. And I couldn't really get in, so I went to a two years ma two year master uh, program. Undergrad, 2005. Okay. 2005, yeah. then 2005 to 2007, I went to Barrie in Miami, yeah. and I did a master's in biomedical sciences, and still did not get in, even Whoa. though all my scores were there. Wow. Uh, but then I said, you know, if I don't make it in, I got to do something other than science. So I, my while I was going to school, my parents would help me. And so I went to business school and I was like, yo, this is great. But right after I got into business school, within like a month or two, I got into dental school. And um, so, but it, it was a it was a big time help. But it was probably the best thing I ever did. Uh, Let's go get your MBA. Get my MBA. Yeah. Wow. Now, not that I think any dentist has to have an MBA, but to open your eyes to like how a business runs. Okay, and give me like things. the five, top five takeaways from the, the MBA. Top five? That's, yeah. That's, that's, that's intense. That's a lot. Well, that's two, a, okay, it, to give me one. Give me one top takeaway. Yeah. Um, okay. two, well, you need two. What did I learn from it? You know, something, something as simple as the concept of your business is kind of slow and it's there's not people coming in. you got to go out and market mm -hmm. your business yeah, somehow. And then on the flip side, when it's extremely busy, you're not going to necessarily market as hard. You're going to make sure that everything is functioning really, really well within the office. Your operation systems are systems just driven, are, yeah. are killing it so that you can support that type of um, thing. That was just one of the little things that I picked up along um, school that that concept sounds obvious, but until right. somebody explained it to you and some of the intricacies of that, you say, oh, of course, that's how it worked, but I'd never really thought of that stuff. Yeah, we, I almost enrolled in a MBA program in 2016. Believe it or not. Oh wow! I didn't. Uh, my wife looked at me like I had three heads. She's like, you, "Yeah, you don't need listen, to do I, this." Listen, I, I think at a certain point, it's kind of like, at a certain point, you learn, and it's much cheaper, obviously, to go through an MBA program, both time and money. But if you're if you're going to survive in business, you'll learn it all. But you'll learn it the hard way. No, right? you're right, and uh, it was just more of I wasn't getting in, so no, I might great. as well go get. We well, had business. a huge jump start. Yeah, and then it was then I met my wife very early on. We started dating, and she had also had an MBA from before dental school. No way. So, so we she were, was a Nova grad as well. No, I was Nova Dental, but she was from Toronto, and oh, I didn't know her. Way. She was two peas in a pod. Holy and then close. so we met, and where she's like, I went to business school. I was like. You went to business. I went wow. to business school. That's weird because we're probably the only yeah, two in the married. whole country. Yeah. Let's get married. Yeah. <laughs> but but it helped because discussing goals and stuff made more sense when you were able to talk some f details that other people don't even have an idea yeah. of what's going on. Yeah, I often talk talk to people in the dental field, whether they're suppliers or consultants and stuff like that. And immediately they start saying, "Wow, you don't talk like a dentist." And I don't know. I guess that's a bad, a good thing because dentists, obviously, I mean, even around here, people are like, "Hey, I want some help with my marketing and stuff like that." I'm like, "Well, what's your percentage of salaries? Like, what's your overhead?" They, they don't even know, so they're not even like they don't even know their numbers. Not I mean, even that. What's what's your top line revenue? I have yeah, no idea. I have no idea. I mean, I think that's the majority of dentists yeah, don't really understand because business. I mean dental school you could go another year and still never touch on the business stuff just to learn the clinical stuff so there's so little room in that i mean i think that's probably one of the biggest things that they should change in dental schools is, i think is some the of them are i'm hearing that more U and university more. of california uh, ucla yeah the the head of director the head of uh the dental school basically not the dean but he uh, the head of the direction of uh, the clinics um he's a phd mba he is not a dentist oh, wow. but he, his family's no all dentists so he speaks dentist dentistry like a dentist oh, no but way. he's a business guy so his course when we went through residency and he taught us business stuff we were, me and my wife were like yo this is the first guy uh -huh. in dental school that we've heard talk business oh, on a wow. real business wow. level in nova it was 
Yeah, it was well, not existent. The same thing. We never had one course. It was not. Yeah, but it was different. Like when you and I went to school, it was different, right? Like that was the running joke when we got out. And now, so the, so the oh, whole generation out, it was illegal. I mean, it was just legal to new, advertise. New, newly legal to advertise. Newly like legal, right? Newly yep. legal. Yeah. Right. I mean, I was I was advertising. People thought I was just. You know the Craig, scum of the earth. Well, does the he, Craig also had? Uh, he used to spin spin a little treadmill to spin his hand pieces. Uh, yeah, that's true. The the, the, uh, uh, the front Flintstone. Yeah, hand you pieces. can't recycle a joke from one podcast. <laughs> yes, to I can. Yes, I can. There may be new <laughs> listenership. Uh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, all right. So, so the the so let's go back to 2012. You graduated, right? Dental yeah. school. Down yep. to dental school. Now what? Went to UCLA residency. Uh, uh, AEGD, both me and my wife, there was like six. Was that hard to get into? I would I, imagine I, that was. Me and my wife both matched without couples match, and there was only six spots in the whole pro in our program. Wow. And for about maybe, I think they interviewed maybe 50 to 100 people um, for that. So it didn't seem that difficult, but we did things like we went and visited and sent thank you letters. Yeah. It's normal stuff that a business person yeah, yeah. kind of would know, but a dental student may not know. Yep. And then we were both in, and that program was based off all of like the COIS training. Oh, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Um, yeah. So it was very, very high end. One year. One year. And then uh, and then six months after that program started, we met um, the dentist that we bought our practice from. So we walked and talked with him in Beverly Hills for six months before we even walked in, and he basically just groomed us to take over the practice. And is he still practicing? He is. Okay. Uh, What's yeah, his name? Andrew Frank. Okay. Um, but you acquired his practice, and now he, and then and then he, bought it. He, yeah, I, I we purchased it All right, completely. So you're 100% okay. And um and he's an associate now, a couple nice. days a week. But it, it you know keeps a base of patients that would Absolutely. have potentially left, and so we lost nobody, and it's really only been gained since then. Wow, that's awesome. So did you feel like you were able to buy a practice because you had your wife, like you had the power of two? Uh, I mean, that definitely makes a huge difference. I, at least in our practice, one person. Yeah, let me flip the switch on that. Even with your MBA, even with you obviously have the chops after having an MBA to say, I know the business. Oh, you had a lot of debt probably. Would you have, would you have bought this? Would you have made the same leap? Yes. Single? Yes. Okay. But would it have been anywhere near as good? No. My okay. wife has strengths in organizational skills and, you know, making spreadsheets and, and making everything a much more organized version of what my brain works in so that I have strengths in the creative areas mm-hmm. where I say, I want to take this practice in this direction. My wife is the, I'll make it happen. We'll get it done. I know I will, I'll write up the protocols. So every single thing in our office before we even bought the practice, she took about a year and Every single step of every single thing is written down step oh, by God, step by step. Systems-driven practice. Yeah. It is, it is so you're like system. the visionary. She's the operations, right? It's a yin and a yang. Yeah, that's, that's why. Awesome. That's it's why, like yeah. I kind of like the Next CEO. Level. She's a COO. I, I uh-huh. think Perfect. of the ideas. She she brings them. Can you, know, you do me a fruition. favor? Can you ask her if she's interested in moving to Florida? Yeah. <laughs> well. I mean, I'm married. I'm just no, saying yeah, for an no, operations I hear you. thing. I mean, yeah. she, that sounds like a great proposition. She's pretty. She hates Florida. But maybe she could work. She works from now we'll she works from home. Oh, she's not. Pra- she's not in the practice. No, we have two little kids. Okay, so it's she was. I mean, she's she has is a licensed dentist, but at this point, we're, she's taking care of the kids. So it's you and Frank is the only providing dentist right now. Yeah, I'm there five days a week. He's there two right, days so a week. So Beverly Hills six op practice, right? Uh, yeah, we work out of four. 
Are you at liberty to say, like, obviously you have a lot of star clientele and, and probably some I mean, of the some of the ones on, on Instagram. Instagram? Yeah. Yeah, like, so who are yeah. some of those? Like Sylvester Stallone and Jillian Michaels and Sarah nice. Paulson, like Logic, the rapper. Yeah. Um, we got lots of people. There's lots of fun people. Yeah, and when you have, so we're at the Influencers, Dental Influencers Alliance, and something I'm big in is influencers, but not so much from inside the world of dentistry, right? It's yep. The, the macro, the micro, the, the pico influencers in my practice. I think and it's, it's pico. It's Dustin, pico. You wanna, Dustin, will I, you weigh I, in on that for I, me? I would go pico. All right. All right. Okay. So pico. Okay, sorry. Because we're about to go up on stage at 2.30. Fine, fine. And okay. he's going to drop the pico. Does it, does it sound weird yeah, to you, fine. Dustin? pico. No, I kind of understood it. but <sighs> Yeah, okay. I, I would go with pico. It's my own coined thing. Give me, I mean. But so it's different than pico. No, fine. It's, it's, it's a layer below it's it. It's pico. What? Okay, so sorry. Thanks for that. Now Justin. I dropped my train been, No, but it needed to happen. Thank you. Thank okay. you for embarrassing me in front of <laughs> So, no, it's the Influencers friend. Alliance and the yes, the doc. You're, I know where you're going to go. I know you will. So you're going to say, do you care about the doctor followers? No, that's not no? where I was going to go. No? Um, pay attention. Just watch it. It's just the Pico. I can't handle it. All right. It. So, okay. obviously, you see the value. So, we're at the Influencers. So, I, I guess what I'm trying to drive home is, is how much would you say the success of your practice has been, the growth of your practice has been... Uh, from leveraging influencers inside your practice. And maybe they already were from your previous owner, but he probably wasn't doing it at scale to the same degree of Instagram that you were. Yeah. Um, no, it's been it's been helpful. Like, to get uh, my article in GQ earlier this year. All right. Whoa. So you're really going to help. This is going to be helpful. Was, so, so That's helpful. Dustin, a lot of dentists will have a problem. Not only just, hey, do you have any asking for, like, friends and family to come in or asking for you dentists have a hard time even just asking for something give me a conversation when you have someone famous oh that's awesome all right so check out his uh gq yeah, article GQ the hype Art beast Art dentist yeah. of beverly hills how awesome so how's the imagine i'm sylvester sloan in your chair sure okay and you and you really want to you, you want today's instagram to feature him like what what is your verbiage that doesn't is did i say that right verbiage that's fine i don't care i'm overcorrecting. this um, is too good to interrupt so what would be your verbiage to, to obviously get this done because I think so many of us struggle with, oh, I'm not going to bother them. Like, he heaven forbid you bother Sally the soccer mom, much less Sylvester Stallone. But if you can nail Sylvester Stallone to get, and say, hey, get on my Instagram, the rest is cakewalk, right? It, it, uh, to be honest, yeah. the people in Beverly Hills, famous people, they're getting asked for photos every day. They expect so it. it's as simple, as long as they're happy and in a good mood and you just have to be able to tell that. Yep. I simply say, hey, it would be okay if I could get a picture with you. And they know what's going on Instagram. Yeah, and yeah. they're all good with it. They generally don't have a problem. I've well, never had anyone say no. And it serves them, too, to a certain degree. Like, they need awareness just like any uh, the rest of us, right? Like, even even if it's a micro level well, of... Well, I don't know that they, yeah, they care doesn't. so much right, about right. my Instagram, but they don't have a problem with taking a picture because they're so used to it. Uh, I mean, some you're a little nervous and... May, and Sly, I didn't necessarily ask him like the first time I met him. It was, I, he had been in the practice for a couple of years. He had asked, he's like, oh, I'll take a picture with your son when he was a little baby. So that was kind of mm -hmm. cool. He took a picture of my wife and my son. And then later on, I was doing some big work. And then I, it was my birthday, actually. And I was like, oh, can I get a picture? It's my birthday. He's like, yeah, no problem. Oh, that's awesome. Um, but usually Tell me how the GQ article went down, because I'm looking at it right now, and for the listeners, it was um, it, the June 13th edition, and it's, the like Peter said, the Hype Beast Dentist of Beverly Hills. It starts off with Dr. Dustin Cohen has a sneaker collection and a lab coat that's more of a bomber jacket. 
He's also got a thriving Beverly Hills dental practice where he turns regular old teeth into custom works of art. To have GQ freaking say that about you, bro. Yeah, it was. It was I mean, I hope that's everywhere in your office. It, like, just post it. It runs on a, nice. a, a, a part of We're it. We're gonna runs make on you a, a T-shirt as the a hype beast. Hashtag hype beast. Hashtag hype beast. The funny earlier uh, in the year. It, er, no, earlier in the year in March of, of 2018, um, I was on a website called hypebeast.com. They they interviewed me for what was called a hidden hype beast, like somebody who's into like sneakers and cool stuff, but you wouldn't really think of it. And the dentist is generally a nerd, so you don't really think of them wanting to have all this cool stuff. And then, I'm a nerd. And well, so yeah. am I, but, and yeah. then GQ is like, oh, what happened with that hype beast thing? And I told them, and then they kind of ran with it. That's not exactly what I want to be known as, but uh, I'll take it. I'll, on, I'll take I'll, it. I'll, ta- I'll take on. the GQ article all day. Hype um, beast. But basically it came I mean, about. Honestly, if someone said to you, I know you can't pay for stuff like that, but if someone said, listen, Dustin, it's fifty grand. It's worth it. Oh, oh, it's, it's worth it. it. It would be worth it to multiples on top of that. Because yeah, exactly. That, and that was only in June, and it's paid off right. big time. And I didn't pay for that. Right. I've had PR people in the past. I mean, that's kind of what you have to do in, in Beverly Hills if you really want to do it. But this, I got. Hey, pardon I, me, real quick, guys. I got to go to GoDaddy real quick. I'm just gonna. I'm just yeah. gonna be typing in hype beast. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna sell that quick. to you, Dustin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna buy it. But. Um, <laughs> But I got invited. Wait till you see what we directed towards. You want to buy? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But this, it came about. I got invited to um, to like a private talk at this club called the Soho House. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So there was two guys talking. One guy named Josh Peskowitz. He's a fashion, a guy in fashion world, and he had worked for GQ. And then I had an idea, and I messaged him, and and I said, listen, I'll pay you to consult. Like, how do I get this into a magazine? And he's like, let's chat. And we chatted. And he's like, no, you got a good idea. He's like, I want a dentist. He's like, I need a cleaning. I'm like, oh. I'll, I'll, I'll hook you up. And then so the he, lesson here is, I hope is people magic. Are li- this is, uh, if you've not listened to anything so far. That's the power how of you social. Just did that. That's the power of it. And so, so I said, yeah, no problem, man. And, and he called up GQ. And they're like, yeah, you got a good idea. And they came out and took photos. So this happened me. because you were in, uh, in the Soho House kind of a club, if you will? This, I mean, it, I got to meet this guy because. But I But there's pretty invited. powerful people in that. In that. Are you a member of the Soho House? I've applied. I just applied the other yeah, day. It's actually. tough, man. Uh, I have now. I have PR the Malibu people. Malibu one, like, like Malibu's I heard, like buddy, my buddy's a member of the Malibu one, the one I'm going to dinner with tonight. I heard if you're a member anywhere in the world, you still have to get an additional membership uh, yeah, for that one. Yeah, Malibu's it's a, a, an additional one. That's where I. That's where I got to meet. That's where I yeah, went to this wow. talk. So um, beautiful, that one. Yeah. And then I was just at the West Hollywood one. But I'm, I'm applying for the West Hollywood one. Well, I mean, I'm not trying to one-up you, but I was at the Rascal House in Boynton Beach, Florida. Uh, oh, very uh, nice. Yeah, I know that. unlimited brisket. All you could eat I brisket. I like it. So right. I'm not trying to make you feel bad. That's, that is cool. I know you're cool. a cool L.A. dentist. Cool. But Craig, no, no. Likes, Craig likes to be a topper. But I know just I know of the Rascal House. Yeah, I just want to, I don't, you know, onion, onion, onion rolls and corned beef. <laughs> That's my life. Onion rolls and corned beef life. Finally. The Bulletproof Practice Book is out on Amazon. Craig and I have distilled down our experiences in dentistry over the past 20 years in our true-to-form, unfiltered fashion that y'all have come to expect from our podcast. We talk about our victories and our bruises, and it's 132 pages of vision, leadership, marketing, and even just life as a dentist, and it's meant to entertain you. So we hope you'll support us and grab a copy on Amazon today. Thanks, friends. No, it's awesome out here, man. So when you came out here, uh, being a Florida boy like me, 
and uh, you're in residency. You're like, just there's no way you're going back to Florida once you once you get bit by the Southern California bug. Yeah, right? I mean, uh, you know, especially once we met the guy that we bought the practice from, and you know, he starts introducing us to his practice. Then you're like, yeah, nah, you're I'm not going home. I mean, my wife didn't really want to go back to Florida, and I couldn't really go to Toronto, uh, even though she has lots of family members that are dentists there. That's a tough um, one. But it was too cold. I can't, yeah. I can't do that. But we both really liked LA, and and it turned out very well we couldn't we couldn't ask for more That's really so cool but uh so what are you doing here what's the why, why at the the conference why because it's interesting you know something different than than the other ones the normal i'm yeah. going yeah, to it's a much different vibe much different energy younger just a little more relaxed Wait, did you speak to did you speak no, no. i'm not a really not a crazy like at twenty two thousand. like if anyone's an influencer yeah no. i mean with an article in gq interesting the this, is a hi- this is a highlight for our show it is the highlight. Oh, thank you. One thank of the you. highlights. That can't be real, but thank no, you. That's no, I mean, I'm being thank sincere. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's keep. I want to keep going on your journey because I like. I like. I think it's people are real um, curious about acquisitions, and yep. then what you have to do post acquisition. So I will already. Can I? So you bought your practice. The practice was doing. Are you at liberty to kind of talk about numbers or? No? Um. You don't want to. Okay. All right. Yeah. So. Um, well, I'll, what I'll about, just, what about saying a percentage of production without alluding to the production? Um, so as far as well, what's the question? What like purchase price? Like yeah, how? I mean, that's, oh, uh, that we, was we talked about that. It's a, he was in the standard. Okay, I was know, in the hundred percent range, for, but this is this was not your average, average kind practice. of. Yeah, everything's a, like listen. Some guys killing it, make a t- ton of profitability, but his equipment sucks. You know, those are all concessions. He had that. I mean, you could never. So that was. I guess this is my point. That's what I'm, what I'm trying to get to. Without, I did really did, wasn't trying to get to the numbers. No, without no, getting no. this question was because you had an MBA. Obviously, you can quantitatively analyze a good value without looking at. In, you looked at intangibles beyond just numbers. Is my but point? Y- yes, we will evaluate. We about the very nice thing about the guy we bought the practice from is he allowed us to see all the numbers from day one. He showed us, he hid nothing from us. He even allowed us to take over full operations of the entire practice, change the name, change the logo, before you gave him everything money? before we, we signed any paperwork. It was all the, pra- it was Dr. Andrew Frank's office, and then it was the practice Beverly Hills, and I had signed no prep, no paperwork. And then we signed the paper, so the the transition was seamless. There's still people who don't even know that I own the practice. It's genius. You know why it's genius on Doctor's part, Doctor before you, because you were gonna if it didn't work, you were gonna do the heavy lifting to rebrand it to someone who's he gonna knew. be. He He was aware. He was probably no, genius. No, no. Well, he knew from we we had talks for six months. We used to walk every Sunday morning all for like a couple hours around Beverly Hills, just chatting about philosophies and yeah, all the getting beautiful. to know that's each great. other and to understand. And he really based it off of running on very on time he took no insurance in the practice he got rid of that like 20 years ago and the clientele and like so it was heavily numbers we do base a lot of our things off numbers but i'll be honest me personally the way i am it's also a feel thing if it doesn't feel the way i need it to feel i'm not feeling good about it and this practice when all is said and done, it felt special. And that's where I'm going is sometimes the best decisions we make are gut when you know that you can back it up with, okay, I've, I know this, I know this, I know this, and it maybe maybe I'm overpaying, but my gut says go all in. I mean, I definitely know I was paying at the, kind premium. of at the top rent. Yeah, premium. But, in the, that, but, in the yeah. 20, but I don't feel like I overpaid. But in the 20-year right. cycle of what it is, that's a rounding error to yeah. what – 
You know, like it's not. Yes, no, it's what not. I, what I love is that people want to break down business into quantitative measures, but what we're talking about here in so many different ways, it's qualitative. Business is relationships. I mean, the relationships oh, yeah. that Frank built with the patients over 20 years of knowing them, of respecting them, being on time. That's what, and that, and then in turn, the relationship you built with Frank before anything was signed, you invested hundreds of hours, hundreds. Easily. Easily hundreds of hours, just getting to know each other. And people just, people say, oh, partnerships don't work, things don't work, you know, marriages don't work. 64% of uh, marriages wind up in divorce. It's because you don't take the time. Put in the time. To build the relationship. I mean, relationships I, left without watering will die. I wrote like a small article in like dentistryiq.com or something like that. And it was basically like, wait it out. You know, if you put that time in it, you know, most people don't want to sit around in an office for two and a half years before they buy it. They kind of just want to buy it and have yeah. that guy go. But in our case, where I saw something special here, I was fine with putting in two and a half years before I bought that practice because I was learning it. I was getting what I'm, what's going to work, what's not going to work. I knew that all ahead of time before I even took over. So that now when I make a decision, we put a lot of thought into any decision we make. But we kind of we have a an extremely good feel for the practice mm -hmm. what's going to work what's not going to work and we got that before we had to pay so let's talk uh, wow. let's get granular level what what um what was the uh um what's the service mix in the office like what what do you what type of stuff what do are we you do doing? yeah exams um cleanings fillings crowns veneers that's it no no endo no perio so you're setting no it all out no, it all in, out. no implants okay so no impl basically a general slash cosmetic practice mm -hmm. i mean it's much more cosmetic since i've been there it was always cosmetic we had an in-house ceramist for 35 years um that was even before that was in the office before dr frank bought the practice no way he was there for a few years before he came him. with the office like office furniture there was a, there was three ceramists there That's at nice one cream. point i know but just I just imagine <laughs> but basically i mean now he's i he's no longer there he no longer kind of upped his game and yeah. he didn't keep his game up so he had to go well but the lab, lab world's gone through such disruptions so. so hugely different than it was before um but so now it's mainly cosmetic general restorative yeah uh, everything else goes to the specialists, most of the specialists are on our floor. Uh, so, so we so also easy. have unique relationships because they'll kick patients cross back reference. to us. I mean, cross, which you cross, rarely a get. synergistic relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you don't get a ton of, you know. By the way, there's a really cool statistic that relates to how far the specialist is and how likely the patient is going to go. So if it's on a different floor or in a different building, but on the same block, it drops. Yeah, so having them I mean, on, you're the best of both worlds. Town. Perio, yeah. Perio is easily the hardest one because yeah. they're the only ones that are no longer on our floor. Uh -uh. And Perio, they'll be like, did you go? No, didn't go. And you're like, yeah, isn't oh, that crazy? Okay. It's only two floors down uh, yeah well exactly but but that's true um but yeah every it's again it's heavily based on time you're going to do an endo unless you your office is an endodontist you're, that's an emergency procedure you're going to end up waiting unless unless you've scheduled it ahead of time but we don't do that and so basically when my patient has a 10 o'clock appointment they're in that chair at 10 o'clock unless they're late they're in the, my chair at 10 o'clock. And if awesome. they're supposed to leave at 11, they leave it at 11. That's my thing in my practice, too. Like, we will get – if a, time is the biggest pain point, I feel, for people, and I want to respect that. So just like you said, and the thing that drives me crazy, and some of these doctors are my friends that we visit for my children for – They'll make you wait 50 minutes. 50, 50 minutes, an hour. Easily, and before you even see anything. I, and, you know, my, you know, my wife gets, you know, just – yeah, please don't ever worse. do this to your patients. And so we, if, we, if we are five minutes late, 
my team gets in a tizzy because I have beat the drum about like time is our most precious commodity. If yeah. you if we, you if you, you have them show up and back. they show up for time, you we better be on time. Yeah, we, ex- we we unfortunately, with the busyness of our practice, will run late sometimes. My front uh, receptionist has a stack of ten dollar uh, Starbucks Spodite cards. Dental gift, oh. uh, Starbucks gift cards, just branded with our logo on I mean, it, it, and we a, hand them. But out. I think it, I mean, that's, nice. that's fine. I mean, Even not, acknowledging someone's yeah. time is important yeah. is yeah. almost just as a. But it's, but some people no, like wanna, I'm an hour if I go in for that doctor's appointment per se, and I it was showed up for two. And now I get seen at three, and the doctor doesn't even step in front of it saying, hey, I yeah. ran over. It was just, I don't really give a shit. You're, yeah. You know, like, you were that's here to see me. And that, to me, I don't understand. And that's what I'm fearful of talking a bigger conversation. Craig and I talk about consolidation and, and, and dentistry going corporate. I think that is my biggest fear is because I've seen what's happened to medicine, and I don't want to see that happen to dentistry. I mean, I think dentistry is a service business to the mm-hmm. point where I see it the same, or I attempt to make it the same as like a hotel or a restaurant that people oh, want to go sure. to. Experience. I want to give them an experience that makes them say, well, you know, truthfully in dentistry, the best you're going to get is I didn't hate that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth. But but that's a big step because most people hate it. But mm-hmm. I constantly thrive or try to make people love the experience. Obviously, you're not going to get there, but that's what you're trying What's for. the name of your practice again? The, the Practice, practice Beverly, Beverly Hills. Hills. The, oh, okay. It's okay. Okay. Um, Nice. So Craig's pulling it up. Nice. Impressive, dude. So what would you have? What advice would you have? Obviously, you've had a pretty cool journey, uh, not without its bumps like like all of, of us. What would be your like your your takeaway advice from someone? So how old are you? 36. Okay. Uh, so young what, buck. What would be your takeaway nice. advice for, for some counterpart people that may be in your situation? Could you give any, um, yeah, like words of wisdom from your journey? You know, reading, I think reading, I I like the creative aspect Mm -hmm. of the dentistry stuff and just the business, creative aspect of business. So reading business books, Mm -hmm. not reading dental business. Oh, so funny you say that. No offense. I mean, listen, no offense, but but in a way, I want to, me personally, I like the idea of how does a business run, not just how does a dental office run, because... A dental office is a dental office. You could It's not that different from business, yeah. but, like, you know, see what other people – so, for instance, reading books like Purple Cow by Seth Godin. Yeah. I think that was probably one of the <laughs> greatest things I've ever done, and it's a short, tiny mm. little book, so easy to read. But it essentially came down to I want to stand out. I want to be that Purple Cow, and I actually – don't have any problem with a whole group of people hating me because of it. Somebody mentioned my GQ article when they were sitting next to me and they said, oh, you know, on Facebook they tore you up. And I said, great, because that's 200 people that never knew me before. And if they hate me, guess what? They Tore you up? S- well, Omar Reed, Omar Reed used to say you can tell the quality of a leader by the number of arrows in their back. Well, yeah. So so basically, I yeah. just... Tore I, you up for GQ. Because they think They're it's haters. a pretentious thing. But... but <laughs> I don't do it for other dentists. I do it for the patients. Yeah. This is all I, I see this is different. I this is a dental influencer and they kind of influencing other dentists. I to be honest that's not my focus. It's to get to the patients basically. Um, yeah. if if that, if I can help dentists, cool, that's very cool because I have I I would like to do that business stuff in the future consulting or managing or So you've mentioned like creativity a bunch. Right, but you've also have an MBA. So, are you more artist or are you more operator? He's no, he's I, artist. I, well, no, I'm kind of like like this. I'm I'm a Gemini. I'm kind of like half and half. Like somebody mentioned to me the other day, I was kind of like, 
I like literally am half and half everything in my whole life. I'm ambidextrous. I use both hands. It's kind of I'm always in the middle of any like IQ test that they give me, you know, like kind of personality right there in the, the personality test. That's what I mean. Um, they're kind of always in that like you're half this and half this. That's just how I am. So so I'm I am crazy about the business stuff. If we're not running the way we need to run, I am. But is that your you know the stressed. term flow? Like is that your flow when the business is thriving, or or is your flow when you're in like a case that's just amazing and you're nah, making business? Okay, so the business. I I like. I'm very detail-oriented, so when those veneers don't look the way they want, or mm -hmm. no, 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 they don't ever really not look the way I want, I make sure they look the way I want. If it's I, not going well, you'll scrap I, it. Yeah. Or I just I plan it out. I wax up my own cases. I draw up my own cases. I tell the lab, you are going to do this Follow in this, this. way. Yeah, yeah. And so that I'm – It's very Apple-esque here. Yeah. Well, you know? I, I, I mean, I don't really want to be – him right he's got his thing yeah no, i know you know I and it works for him it works for him uh, but do i want to fly across the world hell no i got well, two I little got, kids yeah. i want to hang out i i am not that person i'm saying from a control but as a for a control right. oh yeah like like my next office because i currently space share with a prosthodontist there will be no sharing of any office with anybody for me my next office is my office so what's what is your 10-year plan like what is so you say my next office meaning you're going for office number two three Two, no, well, no, no, no. My, my my main goal right this second in this business, the practice Beverly Hills, is to continue upping what we do, but to actually get a, another physical space that's going to be like something. To move. Yeah, to okay. move, to find some other. I do want to have, I do have other business aspirations in dentistry and in other things that, but that will be a separate from the practice because the practice is, it's in a way, it's not, easily repeatable you could repeat it but it's not easily repeatable no insurance is difficult to do in most places to get some of these things is, is, is to get the fees that we yeah. charge that's hard to do in any in any random city so i have ideas in business outside of that that multiple practices would be in there mm -hmm. but uh but not with the practice the practice is going to be one or you know may i could see you doing another one but I don't want to be running between them. I, you know, I don't want to work like that. Yeah. And you're working five days a week right now, I right? work five, like four and a half days a week, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, man, I've, got, I've enjoyed getting to know you, even though we had a microphone, headsets on. But, no, like, it's all good. You're, you're a cool dude. You're sitting here. Literally, you walked by you know, this morning. Yeah, pizza and I was, something. And I was like, and, and you're, you're in a motorcycle jacket, right? <laughs> yes. And I was like, I want to be friends with that guy. <laughs> I didn't know you. <laughs> all right. right? Well, because, no, we like, I just like the, people we who don't about give a, like, yeah. most people have on blazers. I just, you, you know, I dig you, dude. I think well, you're cool. You. And, you're, and I can tell thank you're you. just good for the profession. And, and I'm trying. You, you know, I, I, I can just tell a lot by looking someone man to man, you know, eye to eye. And so. It's, appreciate uh, it. I, I appreciate the new friendship. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for coming guys. on. I, I know I know you weren't ready to do it. So no, no, it's uh, all good. I, that's it. very cool. I'm flattered. Yeah, man. I'm flattered. All Thank right, you. everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you on the next interview here. Probably a DIA. Thanks for listening to another edition of the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. If you got any value or insight from today's episode, it massively helps us create awareness if you would take five seconds and leave us a review in iTunes. Also, stay in touch with our updates and such by just texting the word Bulletproof, all one word, to 345-345. We promise not to bombard you with spam texts or anything, but it will help update you on special opportunities for our listeners 
as well as even info on the upcoming Bulletproof Summit 2019. Again, that's the word Bulletproof to 345-345. Thanks so much, y'all. Have a great day.